This podcast is brought to you by lineupmedia.fm. Greetings, everyone. Your Kickin' Life guru, Master Rich Grogan here, ready to rock your world with another exciting Kickin' Life podcast. What's our mission? Our mission is to help you believe in yourself, to live your best kickin' life, your best possible life, a life of honor, a life of integrity, a life of respect, to help our society become its very, very best, a society that's happier, a society that's healthier, a society that's safer. But guess what? That starts with you, and I'm here to help you. I'm going to give you the best kick in life you can possibly want. I believe you can. Now you got to believe that you can to live your best kick in life. Greetings, everyone. Your kick in life guru, Master Rich Grogan here. Hope you're having a fantastic day. Uh, well, today, uh, Producer John's going to join us for uh, some conversation, and I'm going to start things off by wishing him a belated happy birthday. So, oh, you're too kind. Thank well, you so much. And uh, fortunately for me, I got to spend uh, a little bit of time with John last night. We filmed our Cowboys podcast live while the uh, Dallas Cowboys were playing the Minnesota Vikings. So uh, uh, committed warrior there. John was here helping out with that podcast, and uh, he shares a birthday with my son, who's now eight, uh, Emmett. And it was his birthday and John's birthday yesterday. Uh, and anybody else out there that had a birthday on December 1st, happy birthday to you as well. So, John, how are you feeling? Another year older. I'm uh, feeling great. A little tired. Didn't sleep so much, but uh, all in all, pretty well. You know, awesome. try to take care of myself, try to live right, eat right. So, good. All right. Yeah. Good. Well, those who can't see John at home, he looks great. And uh, he's a ripe 33 now. So, happy birthday to him. Um, and basically, I want to have John talk about birthdays. And uh, when it's your birthday, and I guess, how did you feel yesterday? It was. Well, you know, I, 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 the way that I've seen it for a lot of people, everybody takes it a little bit differently. So for me, it's not really any kind of milestone or marker in my life. It's just another day. But it's it's not to downplay the importance of, of celebrating yourself or, you know, thinking of that being a special day. But in reality, it is just another day. And, you know, like saying that it's your birthday, saying that, you know, now you've actually changed from this age to this age. But really, it's just one day has gone by. Okay. Um, So so another day. Yeah. All right. Well, I'm going to – well, the whole part of this podcast, Kicking Life, is I'm going to hopefully enlighten you and everybody else out there listening about that. Um, Your birthday, man, that's your day. That is your special day, the day that God blessed us with you. And uh, with that day, regardless what some of us may say, I think deep down inside we're like, yeah, this is my day. I I was created this day. I was created to make this day special. And But we get wrapped up in today's uh, fast-paced society of, oh, it's just another day on the calendar. And, 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 yeah. It's another age. It's just a number. But I want you to think of the importance of that day and how special it is, which leads into the next thing. When it's your birthday, everybody's saying, hey, happy birthday. And even though you may play it off, you still feel, you know, all right, yeah, it's my birthday. Still feel pretty good about that. And I'm trying to think things from a child's perspective. Uh, Emmett turned, he was seven, and he couldn't wait. We let him have the day off of school yesterday, so he uh, uh, didn't have to go to school. We went out to breakfast, and then uh, the hustles and bustles of life kicked in, but still spent some good quality time with the big guy. And at the end of the night, uh, he was when I got home from the podcast last night. He was already in bed, and uh, he was kind of sad. I can't believe I got to wait a whole another year for my birthday. <laughs> and I thought, you know what, buddy? That's exactly how Dad feels too. Because truly, that's your day, and now it's over, and you really got to get back into you know the regular hustle and bustle of just another day. Um, no John Mellencamp song there, right? Just sure. another. Day. I won't sing to everybody, but um, I want you to think about this. That special feeling that makes you when people say happy birthday to you. 
and how it makes you feel good. Think of how just by saying that to you inspires you by saying something nice to somebody just randomly, how good that's going to inspire them and make them feel good. And of course, uh, I know my, myself and I'm sure others out there have a hard time taking compliments. Somebody will say, hey, thank you very much for that. And you'll just like, oh, yeah, you're welcome and kind of blow it off. Well, the more I read and research and listen to other speakers, the, uh, the common thought is if somebody gives you a genuine compliment and you blow it off, you've just disrespected them and you pretty much told them, don't give me any compliments anymore. Which society needs is more compliments for good deeds done. But when we continue to blow them off, less people are going to give us compliments. So the same thing with a, a happy birthday. For those out there listening, I'm not here to preach to you. I guess maybe I am. But I'm here to inspire you to say, somebody says happy birthday, thank you very much. And think about what that means. Okay? They may just be saying it in passing because, you know, frankly, sometimes people really don't care. But if they took the time to stop and say happy birthday, absorb that and feel that. And then on the other side, maybe... Treat others as if every day was their birthday, meaning uh, you don't say happy birthday to them, it's not their birthday, but say something nice, go out of the way to make them feel good about themselves. What do you think about that, John? I think it's really important to treat other people well. I think it's important to treat other people well because by doing so, you yourself feel better. So any of the negativity that you could express towards another person, whether you think that they've done something wrong, that they've done something against you, that they've offended you somehow... You know, like really, even by expressing that, you're not going to advance your situation or theirs. And so one of the best things that you can do, you know, like if if you see a problem, yeah, maybe address it. But try to approach your life and the way that you affect other people in a way that will bring positivity back to you. And so what you put out there is what you're going to get back. And so the way that you act towards other people is the way that other people are going to see you. And so, like, just think about the people that you see sometimes that just put a smile on your face. Well, I guarantee you those people are probably smiling. Yeah. And, you know, like, they're, they're good folks. And that's, that's kind of the person that I personally want to be. That's the, that's the type of people that I want to be around. And most importantly, like, you can choose who you are. Absolutely. So why would you ever choose to be somebody that didn't, help others you know because by helping others you really do help yourself it doesn't have to be a selfless thing completely you know like it can really just be like this is actually for me this feels good you know well and that's the thing we're in a me 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 society but unfortunately what people forget is um the way you can help yourself the most is by helping others extend a hand because not only does that make that person feel better but it makes you feel better inside to do that and therefore you're pretty much self-serving you're helping yourself but unfortunately a lot of times we've got that twisted back and forth i'm in it for me it's kind of like the rat race of the world i've got to do better because that guy's going to take advantage of me i got to watch out because this person's going to do this and that well if you get yourself caught up in the rat race even if you do win what do you what do you end up being a rat <laughs> so <laughs> So don't get caught up in the rat race. Do uh, do for others. Now, something you brought up there, John, about uh, certain people, yeah, they make you smile just by seeing them. They lighten up the room. There's an old saying, does the room lighten up and brighten up when you walk in or when you walk out? So <laughs> that has a lot to say about how you pe- how people feel about you and what energy, positive or negative, that you bring into the room. You know, if you walk into a room and everybody's, oh, you can just feel the lights getting brighter, that's good positive energy. You're making people feel good. But you carry that energy. And Or on the other side, if you walk out and everybody, oh, man, thank God he's gone. You know, <laughs> you've taken that negative energy with you. But you carry it around and you decide, like you mentioned, the person you want to be is easier said than done. And I talk about this a lot on my video blogs. Uh, that's the most common response I get from everybody. Well, yeah, you say these things, but that's easier said than done. 
Well, so is everything in life. You can sit around and say whatever the heck you want. It takes action in order to move things forward. And uh, that's something I'm going to talk about a little bit later on. I've got a nice little story for you about action and motivation follows action, which creates more action moving forward. But my whole point about the birthday was uh, simply about... uh, Tell John happy birthday, but also when somebody says happy birthday to you or gives you a compliment, to absorb that compliment and say thank you. And I'm saying these things so I can hear it too because oftentimes I I don't feel like maybe I'm deserving of that uh, compliment, but you know what? take it because they've given it to me. So they're giving me a present. I should say thank you and receive that present. I don't need to tell them all the reasons or why I should be doing better at this and that. Uh, You know what? Since going off on a tangent here about the thank you, my wife really helped me out with this. uh, I don't know how many years ago, but uh, playing ball. And, uh, you know, I guess arguably I was a pretty good ball player. And uh, hockey, we've talked about that before. Well, anyway, made a pretty good catch out in the field. Came in and some little little kids going, oh, man, Mr. Grogan, that was awesome. You're awesome. And, you know, I'm giving a high five. And I say, instead of accepting the compliment, I say, well, yeah, I, I know. But I'm 0 for 3. I need to work on that a little bit. And I didn't throw that runner out at second. And my wife looks at me and she says, just take the compliment. Oh, my gosh. And I couldn't believe I was doing that. So this little kid, all I needed to say was thank you, give him a high five, and move on. I didn't need to tell him all the things that I need to improve on. So the reason I'm telling you this is if you've got a, I don't say a problem with it, but if you've felt yourself doing that before, work on that a little bit. I know it's something that I, I remind myself of that story often because every time, you know, uh, I don't say every time I get a compliment, but when somebody says something nice, I'm automatically, yeah, thank you, but, thank you, but, and the uh, but comma, and I know I've talked to you, John, about this before, um, the but comma, and that's the, you know, B-U-T and then the comma, it's whatever preceded that was, was a was a lie. The butt comma is what the real truth is. So hypothetically speaking, I can say, hey, John, man, I hope you had a great birthday yesterday. You're such an awesome guy. But, but you didn't do this. You didn't clean up that. So everything I said prior to the butt comma is just blah. And now I'm going to tell you the whole thing. Now, of course, we trying to soften people up. If we have to critique them, we've got a little term at the, the academy called PCP. That has nothing to do with the drug PCP. <laughs> Hopefully we're not uh, dabbling in that. What kind of academy you got going Oh, on? I'm telling you, buddy. <laughs> you wouldn't believe this stuff. We, we set ourselves apart, that's for sure. But now PCP stands for praise, correct, praise. Mm-hmm. And uh, the best way to help somebody improve is, and it's not that you're lying to make something up with the praise, but you're generally, there's always something to f- uh, find that you can praise. Unfortunately, a lot of times people look only for the criticism, what's wrong with you. But praise a hypothetical, uh, maybe a kiddo's doing a form and their uh, front knee isn't bent properly. So a way to help with that, we'd say, hey, Johnny, man, you're doing a great job. you got a great smile, great intensity. I'm proud of you. Why don't we bend that front knee just a little bit more so we can get a little better stance? Awesome. Nah, give me five, buddy. Keep up the great work. So I've helped them instead of the other approach, which would be, come on, dummy, bend that knee. What's wrong with you? I've told you that 15 times. But, uh, you know, in the fast-paced society, we think we don't have time for that. Well, it only takes you know, a couple seconds to build somebody up or a couple seconds to destroy somebody. And that's all, uh, all about how you condition yourself. It's so strange to me like, because I feel like there are so many situations, real-world examples of the, the different types of effects from both negative and positive reinforcement. And sometimes they can both bring real results. And so negative enforcement can result in somebody performing extremely well but at the same time like you know and i mean so can positive reinforcement of course like really like it's 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 how both of those things are worked of course now the thing is that i've seen with a lot of people that you know like grew up in a in a system that was very strict uh and very punishing 
if you will. The, once they finally get to an age where they're starting to, to do what they do, they kind of hate it. Yeah. You know, because it brings a lot of negative emotions with it. Like, they're really good at it, but they don't like it anymore. Sure, and, uh, well, I got me tongue-tied on that one. It's exactly right. We're, we're all, um, our conditions, our blueprint, our paradigm, whatever we've grown up with, that's going to be our digital blueprint. You know, what's been ingrained in us through childhood and on. Here's the thing. We've got a chance to be whoever we want to be to change that. Now, once again, easier said than done, but it's a conditioned response. Just like if you've conditioned yourself when somebody uh, says something negative to you, you're ready to throw down and let's go at it here. That's a conditioned response, which to be honest, uh, my three core values, you've heard me talk about this before, honor, integrity, and respect. And somebody insults my honor, I take that personally. Now, I'm working to get better at that uh, simply because hopefully I'm growing a little bit too. But the old way, I guess the old martial arts mindset and spent some time in Asia and Korea and uh, um, uh, some different countries, their whole thing was your honor's everything. Somebody insults your honor, you have to defend your honor, which I'm not saying that's right or wrong, but nowadays I can't just go around beating the tar out of people because they mm. insulted my honor. Um, although I know I think it would make society a little bit better if <laughs> we had people held accountable. Now, I he, shouldn't say that on He here. insulted my honor, your honor. <laughs> your honor, your honor. Um, so back to the condition response, I uh, try and start every text message, and I say that, and I realize I just sent to, uh, John a text on the way over here. I was running a little behind at a, uh, a meeting that ran over, but um, I try and start text messages or any emails with uh, greetings, uh, greetings, John, or hey, how's happy Friday, whatever the case may be, just something that, to say, hey, how you doing, as opposed to, you know, I'm running late, or I need this document right now. That two or three extra seconds it takes to type that is a whole difference of what people are used to receiving, which is being told what to do all the time. And text message, obviously, we know any type of uh, social communication is subject to the interpreter's interpretation. So I could have said uh, something like, "I uh, instructors, I need uh, your training log sheets turned in by yesterday, meaning I, I needed those. Well, they take it as, because maybe they're having a bad day, that, uh, man, Mr. Grogan's yelling at me again. Well, I'm never yelling at you, but I am directing you. But if I start off, happy Friday, guys. Hey, just a reminder, I need those training log sheets. Whole different thing. Now, of course, they can interpret it any they, they want, but by starting it off with a happy Friday or a smiley face or something that only took me two seconds to write, it's going to change the whole engagement of that conversation. But uh, anyway, food for thought there. So... I got another little story for you. Yesterday, um, and I try and do this as often as I can, we got to realize that everybody's in this, uh, hopefully it's not a rat race, but in this world together. And what we can do to help each other, um, you know, live our best lives, inspire others to believe in themselves, is going to go a great way to at least our mission and vision, helping our community become a happier, healthier, and safer place to live, is that simple little uh, smiling at somebody or inspiring somebody. So waitressing. I worked in restaurants for a number of years. I wasn't a waitress, but I did my time as a waiter. And uh, it's it's one of the hardest, most underappreciated jobs on the planet. Just about anything dealing with the general public is going to be a tough job. I th I'd say anybody who's done it appreciates it. Absolutely. So um, people come in and, and, you know, I mean, when you're messing with somebody's food, that's that's a major thing. I get that. So you should be of the utmost professionalism, at least the best you can, and uh, present that. But as we know, we've all been subjected to shoddy at best service, you know. Um, and I'm not saying compliment something that doesn't deserve a compliment, but I am saying just as you would be as quick to complain about somebody doing something wrong, be as quick to compliment them as well. So 
waitresses, even if they're doing a halfway job, I still try and brighten their day. I realize, who knows, I haven't walked in their shoes. I don't know what the heck's going on with them, but I want to do what I can and just smile. They say, hi, my name is Janet. I'll be your waitress today. Say, hey, Janet, how are you today? Well, I'm fine. Really? Well, good stuff. Good stuff. What do you recommend here? Something to start up a conversation just to get them from going from table to table to table. Mm. And at the end, if they're, you know, uh, now we're engaged in a conversation and some buy into it, some don't, they're just too busy and that's that's fine. But the ones that, you know, give that extra smile or you make them smile because you stopped to talk to them a little bit and then you say, you know what? I just want to tell you, thank you for great service. You did a great job today. I'm really proud and I'm, I'm grateful for your positive attitude. Something little, something small. Now, of course, now she goes away with a huge smile. What do you think the service is going to be like at that next table? I mean, these people are like, of course, you think, man, they should come over and tip me. Well, I'm not doing it for them to tip me. I'm doing it because it's the right thing to do. So who knows what's going on at home? Maybe she's got a sick child. Maybe, uh, I don't know, uh, her dog just died. Nobody knows. We don't know what other people are going through. But take the time to compliment them on a job well done. Tell them about it. And all that's going to do is inspire them. They're going to give extra better surface to that next customer, and they're probably going to get more tips, moving on, moving on, moving on. Um, so yesterday, this this uh, we went to IHOP for breakfast with uh, for Emmett, turning eight. And uh, uh, Emmett couldn't wait to tell the waitress that it was his birthday. And he told her he was excited, and uh, she smiled and asked if she could bring out a little cake uh, for him after breakfast and all the good things. But you could tell she was generally engaged. Now, my kids, I'm going to brag on them a little bit, are extremely well-mannered. They make eye contact when they're ordering. They say, please. They say, thank you. So he wanted uh, silver dollar pancakes and sausage. Can I have the silver dollar pancakes, please, and sausage and some hot chocolate, please? <laughs> and she's, oh, my gosh. But by those little things, she's not used to hearing it from other kids. It made her smile. So it was a connection. Now I always try and make a connection. And my kids always tease me all the time because when I'm ordering anything, I always I have a hard time making decisions. So it's three or four things. So I'll let the waitress decide for me. So the kids this time, or the uh, Emmett goes, so dad, what's the waitress going to order for you this time? <laughs> so anyway, uh, you know, the thing with my podcast, I get uh, all off on target here, but uh, just sharing some stories. But the whole part of that story, making others feel good about themselves. And then like we talked about yesterday was John's birthday. What we can do to go out of our way to make others feel as special as they do on their birthday every day. And then take that also back inside. You know what? Take a compliment. That's a compliment for you. That's a gift somebody gave you, just like saying happy birthday. So I say those things, of course, because I need to hear them as well, and hopefully that helps you out a little bit. So the next time somebody gives you a compliment, I'm sure it's well-deserved, just say thank you and know that you've earned that compliment. And then if you know that you have other things to work on, like we all do, don't ruin the compliment by telling them about it. Take that compliment like I got this done. You know what? I can get this done as well, and maybe somebody else will compliment me on that. Now, don't go looking for the compliment because then you're going to be let down. <laughs> Just appreciate it when it comes. All right, so we've been going at it a little while longer. I like to break this up in three different segments, so we're going to take a quick little break here, and we'll be right back with you. Hey everyone, your Kicking Life Guru Master Rich Grogan here. Just reminding you to subscribe to our podcast, kickinglifepodcast.com, or on iTunes, Google Play, Stitcher, Podbean, or wherever you get your podcast from. Look forward to talking to you real soon. Okay, well, welcome back there, and uh, I had a good little discussion with Bruce or John there just about that compliment. He had openly admitted that uh, he's he's always had a tough time accepting compliments as well, and he kind of brought up that with a compliment, you always feel like, uh, well, especially being humble. You, not that you haven't deserved that compliment, but what about everybody else? You know, when somebody says, hey, man, you're extremely good at this. Well, yeah, but. And once again, I'm not taking that compliment. So what I've tried to learn is take the compliment, say yes, 
Because if you don't, you're disrespecting the other person. That's just uh, something I've tried to ingrain, and I'm not great at it, but I'm trying to get better at it. And although sometimes it conflicts with being humble because you think, well, yeah, I am pretty good at this. Now, I'm not saying go there. Don't let it get to that level, but definitely accept the compliment. Um, I want to share with you that, uh, oh, you know what? I forgot to start off with a quote there. We got to talking about birthdays and everything else. And, oh, I distracted you. Ah, uh, John. Well, his birthday was more important than my quote. But now we got the quote going. I've got that thing out of the way. It's, we don't see things as they are. We see them as we are. We don't see things as they are. We see them as we are. And that's from Annis Nen. Uh, and basically what that quote means, how we're feeling that day when we see what we see. In other words, the old uh, adage about two people sitting on a school uh, bus going in the same direction on the same road. One sitting on the left, they see sunshine. It's a beautiful day. person sitting on the right sees clouds and rain and gloom and depression. It's how we see things. Now, if they were to flip-flop and switch sides on the bus, would they see a different picture? No, the picture's going to be the same because that's the picture they have in their mind. So with that being said, no, you're going to wake up some days and it's not going to be great. You're going to wake up, you can't find your keys, you're going to wake up late, you're going to wake up, you're out of coffee, you know, your kids uh, didn't turn in their assignment. Everything in the world's going to happen. And those things happen, that's part of life. But don't let those little things distract you from the big things. Take 10 seconds. One, two, three, count to yourself, five breaths, whatever it takes. I'm going to, I'm going to pause here for five seconds so you can see how long that is. That was a long time, wasn't it? It seemed like a long time with dead airspace. But I promise if you take those five seconds and count to yourself or just say breathe and just say relax, it's going to keep you from an emotion and, uh, and doing an action that you're probably going to regret later. You know, uh, uh, five seconds worth of silence is better than, you know, uh, what is it, 100 years of apologies? Uh, there's an old uh, saying. But a lot of times it comes out, and I know I talk a lot, so sometimes things come out. <laughs> and I'm like, oh, what did I say that for? But now i got to make apologies for that. But just condition yourself to try and take that pause and that breath. So there's your quote. I want to share with you, uh, yesterday was, or I'm sorry, this wasn't yesterday. This Yesterday was Emmett's birthday. The day before, um, I actually got an opportunity to have a cup of coffee with my dad. Now, others out there, well, what's so big about that? Well, to be honest, I'm 46, dad's 72, and I don't know that we've ever had a cup of coffee together. That's sad, and it's not like we, we, we don't communicate, but not as well as I'd like, but um, um, it's getting better as we get older. I'm definitely getting a little more mature, and then dad, you know, he was a um, in Vietnam, military guy, and didn't have the best upbringing, and he and I did not see eye to eye for years upon years upon years, and uh, we've gotten a lot closer, especially since I have kids, and uh, run my own business now. Uh, he's an independent uh, contractor there, so he's got his own thing going as well, but um, we didn't have a strong connection. And it was just a fluke how, uh, I guess, coffee with dad happened uh, a couple days ago. I happened to call my mom who had, uh, uh, she had some health concerns, so she was in the hospital. I called in to check on her, and she says, well, dad's up uh, in your neck of the woods there getting some new tires on uh, on the Jeep. I said, oh, yeah. It was like 9 in the morning. I just dropped my son off, Emmett, off at school. And she said he's going to walk across and grab something to eat. So I gave him a call, and he said, well, that's a little too far to walk. I said, well, you know what, Dad? You sit tight. I'll come pick you up. So we went and picked him up. We went out and had not already had breakfast, but and, and let me back up just a step here. I had, just like everybody else, an extremely busy day planned, and there was a part of me that said, you know what? Yeah, I'd love to see my dad, and I'd love to have breakfast with him, but I've got this, 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 and this. You know what? I stopped. I paused. I did a little five-second thing that I just talked about, and Called him right up and said, Dad, I'm, I'm, I'm headed up there to get you. He goes, oh, you are? Don't you have a lot going on? Yeah, it's all right. 
So we went, we had coffee, and uh, he had breakfast, and it was a great conversation. Now, a lot of times my dad, he's uh, he watches the news too much, in my opinion. Now, I'm not telling my dad what to do here, but he... A lot of times he thrives on uh, the pessimistic side. You know, what's wrong with society? This and this and this. So at times I can only talk to him for short intervals simply because he goes down that path. But I kind of controlled the conversation this time. And I wasn't being rude or interjecting, but I was talking about the growth at the studio. Uh, you know, we've uh, done some renovations at the academy. Just telling him about my podcast, about the Cowboys podcast. And he's like, well, what do you do there? What do you do here? And I said, well, pretty much I just talk. <laughs> and he goes, well, you're darn good at that. So I was able to direct him away from that. And we had an extremely good conversation. Now, I'm not sure if... Uh, um, if it was me directing the conversation that helped with that or simply that, you know, he's 72 now and he's exposed his soft belly, so to speak, a little bit more. Uh, but he started it a little bit on the, the uh, I don't know, with the country and what's wrong with it. And I just said, you know what, Dad, I've really enjoyed this. And it kind of stopped him, made him think a little bit. So the reason I share that story with you is, you know what, if your dad's still alive, if your mom's still alive, Pick them up right now when you soon you stop listening to this podcast, of course, and give them a call and talk to them. Just say hi. Pencil in that five minutes to go out and have a cup of coffee with them, and you'll find that five minutes will turn into a half an hour and maybe an hour, and you'll be glad and grateful and thankful that you did. And as reflecting back, I really truly believe the last time that I had uh, went out to breakfast, just Dad and I, on my 15th birthday. Now, I'm 46 now, so that's been a few years ago. On my 15th birthday, he took me out to McDonald's, and he says, well, 365 days, and then what are you going to do? So it, that's just kind of dad's approach. He'll give you a little soft shot, 365, you'll have your license, and then here comes the right hook from dad. Now what are you going to do? Well, <laughs> well, I guess get a job, get this, this, this. But I bring that up because I still think about that today. And uh, and then here, I don't know how many years later, I'm having coffee with just dad and I, and I'm sure we've had well, I know we've had breakfast uh, uh, before together, but not not just the two of us that I can remember. So that was a very touching, special day, and I felt really good. And I'll tell you what, I was more productive that day with all the things I had to do than I have other days when all I did was focus on everything I had to do. Because obviously you focus on all the problems, all the tasks, all the projects and everything else you've got. Well, you're going to end up creating more because you're not going to be able to solely focus on one thing at a time and get them done. So... Call up mom, dad, and dads out there that are listening, you know, your sons, they, they, they need you too. So um, drop them a line from time to time. And time heals all wounds. Not that dad and I had a, a big wound. Like I said, we never saw eye to eye. We shouldn't say never, but not that much. But here uh, lately, it's, it's been really, really good to be able to connect with my dad. Uh, so I'm excited about that. And hopefully you guys can have a cup of coffee with your dad as well. John, have you had uh, uh, coffee with your dad lately? No, put, no, I put him on the spot. I, I haven't, Rich, but it's not it's not necessarily that I'm on the spot. It's just that you don't know me so well, and so you wouldn't really know my background. Oh, okay. I'm sorry about that. No, it's okay, Rich. It's okay. Maybe, maybe we can edit this out. <laughs> <laughs> you need to put a checkpoint. Is that it? Yeah. Clap. My, my, sorry about my that, buddy. My dad passed away when I was three. So. Oh, geez. I'm sorry, buddy. I, it's okay. I was on a roll there, and I yeah. apologize. I Well, as soon as you started getting into that, I'm like, oh, he's going he's gonna to ask, like, all right, I'm sorry. So but, we cut this but out, But you know right? what? There's there's parts of this that I wouldn't cut out. You know, okay, so so Rich and I just were, you know, Rich was just talking about how it's important to, you know, contact your parents, and he asked me if I'd had coffee with my dad. And so one thing that I can imagine is true of a lot of people in this country and not just here but all around the world is maybe that you grew up without one parent or the other. But you know what? That's okay. You know, because not only are you not alone, but you can still – be formed and do an adult, you know, but like you live through this whole life 
where people basically assume that you've had the same narrative as they have going up and then they ask you about it and then you feel weird because you haven't really participated in that or that there's maybe like a seeming void in your life. And so this is something that I've talked to with a lot of other people that have grown up either in single parent families or um, they were adopted. And it's, it's kind of interesting and it's, it's, it's a bonding point. So, you know, like one thing that you normally do is as you go through life, like if you don't have a father, you go, you look for father figures. And, and that's a, a pretty much a never ending process. And so like day by day, you know, it could be a teacher, it could be a coach, it could be even just some of your peers, you know, but you look for that figure. You look for who is the person that I'm going to model myself after. Even if you didn't get along with your dad, I bet you get a lot of things from him, don't you, Rich? Oh, 100%. And uh, that's the work ethic he instilled in me uh, is, is second to none. I, we grew up on a farm and dad was gone a lot uh, just trying to make ends meet. So even at a young age, I was the uh, the farm hand, so to speak, uh, a solo one. My mom helped out, of course, but uh, she had a job as well and I had a younger sister and she had her chores. But uh, I was kind of the man of the house when he was gone and Working on the farm there, we had a milk cow, and that's where we got our milk from, you know. <laughs> and we had uh, <laughs> an actual milk cow. <laughs> an actual milk cow. And uh, even, I remember this kind of funny, in grade school, uh, the thing came up, I don't know, about milking cows. And I actually gave a demonstration. I didn't bring the cow in, but I used a <laughs> finger on how to milk a cow. And the teacher was like, holy cow, you know, here I was, I don't know, seven or eight years old. Now I wasn't very good at it at that age, but uh, that's kind of when it started. And uh, anyway, that was kind of a funny thing. I haven't thought about that in years. But uh, yeah, you, you learn your hard work ethic, and uh, uh, and that's where you know Dad's whole thing about the honor, integrity, and respect with the military. And I, I've gotten older, and you know the humble side, and then also you know what, some people are just aren't going to like you, and some people are going to insult you because that's all they know how to do. Uh, I can't be so quick on the draw to to get angry because uh, that just doesn't work out. Now that's kind of what I saw with Dad growing up, you know. He had a short fuse, and boy, oh boy, when you lit that fuse, look out! And, um, and but that's you know what? Like I said, love my dad. He did the best he could do, and just like all of us out there are doing the best we can do. There's no manual on how to be the best dad. There's no manual on how to be the best mom or a role model or or, or figure. We get put in these spots, and yeah, we make the choice. Uh, I guess some people consciously, other people unconsciously to to have kids. But uh, we <laughs> there's no manual on how to be the best father. Uh, that that kind of ties into um, about. Well, I guess all these things tie in together. So anyway, to kind of wrap up the uh, breakfast with Dad, there it, it was. It was very meaningful. I'm glad we got an opportunity to do it. And lo and behold, he actually came by uh, the academy last night to give Emmett a birthday present, uh, Mom and Dad. And I get to see him again. And I told him, well, "What's going on here, Dad? Twice in the same week? I mean, <laughs> normally it's twice in the same month. I'm lucky." But anyway, yeah, I told him how much I appreciated and enjoyed the breakfast with him uh, the day before. He liked it, and we kind of made it, hey, you know what, let's do this again. Now, my goal is to not just say those words as we often get caught up in doing, hey, let's do this again. Let's get together sometime. Oh, I'll get you next week. Well, to really actually do it. Seems like we're always, and I'm guilty of this from time to time, waiting for the perfect time, the perfect opportunity to do anything, whatever that may be. And uh, we get excuses all the time. Well, I can't do it now because I can't do it now because. So, here, I'm going to share a little rundown with you. Here's Zig Ziglar. I heard him talk about this a lot. It was everybody's ready to change their life, ready to take that step, ready to do something, but not until after the holidays. Okay, after the holidays, I'll get right on it. Then New Year's. Well, it's New Year's. I'm going to get my resolution going first, and then I'll get on it. 
Well, now it's springtime. Well, I can't do it now because, man, this spring, isn't it beautiful? Wow, i got to spend some time out here. Well, then summer gets here. So, oh, well, summer, I've got so much going on with the kids and vacation and travel. You know what? As soon as summer's over, get the kids back in school, then I'm going to do it. I'm really going to do it then time. Kids get back in school, and now football. Man, we've got the best football team we've ever had. Can you believe it? Uh, I can't do this now because the football team is doing so great. i got to go to the games and support the community. Well, you know what? As soon as the football team's done and moving on, I'll, I promise to do it. Well, now it's Thanksgiving. Oh, I can't do it now because i got Thanksgiving coming up. i got to prepare for that. You know what? As soon as Thanksgiving's over, I'll get right at it. And then where do we pick up? Where we left off. It's the holidays again. It's Christmas time. So I can't do it now because it's Christmas. i got to wait till New Year's. And the cycle continues to repeat itself. Now, my whole point about the story is there's no perfect time. You set a goal, you say, I'm going to do it, and darn it, do it. And I've heard, I don't know how many different motivational speakers talk about, think about accomplishing goals in this way. How much do you get done the day before you go on vacation? You think about that. You've got it wrote out exactly what I'm going to do here. I'm going to go to the office. I'm going to tie up this. I'm going to button up this. I'm going to make sure this is covered. And then on top of that, I've got my pack list. I'm going to take this with me. I'm going to go to this with me. I've got it all planned out. I spent all this time planning with a travel agent. I've got the airline. I've got the condo we're staying in. Everything's planned out. But people spend more time planning their vacation and working harder the day before vacation than they do on their entire life. They don't plan their life out. They get caught up in a monotonous day-in, day-out routine. Now, I'm plenty guilty of this, but I'm sharing it with you because it was very powerful the 10, 15, 20 times I've heard this message, and it's truly helped me moving forward to try and do a better job of planning each day out to get the most success out of each day. And then to end that day with a good feeling of, you know what, that was a great day. I accomplished those things. Now, Nothing ever goes as planned, as we know. Just like you may have the best vacation detailed, lined out to the T, something's going to throw a monkey wrench in your plans. It's going to happen. But I tell you what, the better planned you are, prepared you are, the more you're able to overcome those challenges as opposed to just kind of going by the seat of your pants. So I'm going to leave that with you before we take a little quick break here of what, how, how can I get the most out of each day? Think about planning each day like the day you do before vacation. Hey everyone, it's your Kickin' Life Guru Master Rich Grogan here, reminding you to live your best kick in life. If you like the show, and I hope you do, please feel free to share it with your friends and follow us on all the social media channels, Kickin' Life Guru or Master Rich Grogan, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, YouTube, and LinkedIn. Okay, so we've discussed uh, birthdays and accepting compliments and saying thank you and treating yourself and everybody else like every day is your birthday. Now, I know it sounds, oh, that's fairyland, that's fantasy land. All I'm simply saying is, you know how good you feel on your birthday. You know what? Try and feel that good every day, but know how good it makes somebody else feel when you say happy birthday. So give them a smile, say thank you, be genuine, and inspire somebody. So that was kind of the first part. Then we talked about uh, breakfast with dad, and then I just ended with um, about planning your your life or planning to reach your goals just like you plan a vacation and just like you plan the day before vacation when you're extremely productive. Next up, I'd like to throw another quote at you here, and this is from Aristotle. And I tell you, I really, really enjoy Aristotle's quotes. So it, the, the quotes that, and if you've never read Aristotle, uh, I, I highly suggest and recommend it. Now, it is a little tough sometimes because it gets you thinking. But, you know, the quotes, at least in my opinion, they get you thinking. They're doing something to you. They're not just right off the top. It's like, oh, yeah, I got that. They really make you think. They inspire you. And everybody takes things differently. You know, like I mentioned before, not everybody likes peaches. 
Matter of fact, I'm not a huge fan of peaches. Well, not everybody's going to like Aristotle, and I guess not everybody's going to like my podcast, but I'm going to continue being me, and that's what this part is all about here, is continue being the person you were born to be, and forget about the naysayers, okay? This quote is from Aristotle, there's only one way to avoid criticism. So there's only one way to keep others from criticizing you, and Aristotle said that, says that is, do nothing, say nothing, and be nothing. So once again, there's only one way to avoid criticism. Do nothing, say nothing, and be nothing. And what does that mean? At least what it means to me is people are going to criticize you anyway. You might as well get out there and be you. Be who you were born to be. Do what you were born to do. Now, here's a Rich Grogan quote, so you can write this one down. Worrying too much about what others think can paralyze you from doing what you were born to do, from being who you were born to be. Worrying about uh, too much what others think. Now, with that, I'm plenty guilty of that, and I'm sure others are too. When you truly care, Sometimes you care too much about what everybody thinks, but be genuine to yourself, be you, and you'll attract the right people. Once again, easier said than done, but be you. At least be honest with yourself there. Um, Worrying too much about what other people think so much that you stop being you, then what kind of life are you living? Whose life are you living? You're living somebody else's life. So back to the Aristotle quote again, so hopefully it has a little more direct meaning and impact now. There's only one way to avoid criticism. Do nothing, say nothing, and be nothing. People are going to criticize you anyway. Kind of damned if you do, damned if you don't, do it then. Be you and be uh, um, who you were born to be. So John, producer John, still with us here. I'm going to ask him a question, put him on the spot here. John, what do you think the wealthiest place on earth is? Oh, are we talking per capita or? See, it's, it's, a, it's a trick. John's extremely smart, so he's going in deep on this one. Well, not really deep. This is superficial. <laughs> you just said wealthy. And so now I'm thinking it's a riddle. And that I should be thinking outside the box. Absolutely. Way outside the box. Uh, what do we mean in terms of wealth, Alex? <laughs> oh, good, good, good one. Survey says. Um, well, the we just wo- jump from Jeopardy to Family Feud. Uh, to- <laughs> we're all over the place here. That's good stuff. Uh, we've got people's minds spinning in their cars there. So the wealthiest, most successful place on earth. I didn't put in success. Hmm, now we're really cooking here. Anybody at home, think about this. The wealthiest, most successful place on earth. Now, here's the thing. When I was asked this question, my mind was spinning. I'm thinking of, you know, anything and everything I could think of. Well, this is going to be a shocker here. Everybody, hold on. Hold on to your seats. The cemetery. (laughs) What? The cemetery? Well, I don't get it. Well, I want you to think about it for a minute. The cemetery. And why? I'm going to give you an acronym, and it's all going to tie in together. Well, I'll give you a word, and I'll give the acronym or the uh, uh, meaning of that word. It's fear, fear, and uh, the acronym of fear is future events or false events appearing real. False events appearing real, meaning the fears we have in our mind usually are far worse than any of the reality that comes out of that. And it's the old saying of you know most people would be are happy even though they don't like their situation, may not like their jobs, may not like their life. Well, that's the devil they've been you know, uh, grown to know that's the devil they've lived with. And fearing that devil is easier to handle than fearing the devil unknown. So you just stay with what you don't like because, well, at least I know this one. So fear, uh, false events appearing real. So why is the cemetery the wealthiest and most successful place on earth? Simply because, do, do you know, energetic? Well, I'm, I'm glad you're asking this because this is exa- the exact question that I had for you. Okay. No, what, why is it? Well, the wealthiest, most successful place, is it for the living or the dead? Well, it, it, the well, the wealthy, uh, there you go. Now you got me twisted here. I'm oh, sorry. That's just how I think. No, that's, that's all right. The reason I brought that up is so many people go to the grave with their song unsung. 
Every, everybody is created differently. And it gets back to my talk about you're one in seven billion. There's over seven billion people in the world today. Seven billion. Think about that for a minute. Well, you are special than anybody else out there. Everybody listening here, you are different. Yes, we all have likes and traits and common uh, uh, things we're in common with others. But we're different in a way. We are given a gift. We're given something that nobody else has. And is it to be an entrepreneur? Is it to be a musician? Is it to be, I don't know, uh, an attorney, a professional athlete? Is it to be uh, producer John? I don't know. I don't know what your, your calling is. But I do know that most people go to the grave with their song unsung out of fear of what others think. We spend too much time worrying about others think that keep us, uh, hold us back. So kind of diving into me a little bit. You can probably never guess on my grade school report cards what the number one top line was. Richie talks too much. <laughs> Richie talks too much. I would have never nah, thought. Never thought that. Um, all the trips to Asia. Uh, well, I had a grown man getting in trouble, but, you know, I was never disrespectful, but that's who I am. It would be, oh, Instructor Grogan, you talk too much. No, no talk much. Just do. And I'm like, but, but I got to explain why I did this. I need to do this and that. And then uh, being a teacher, I'd always run classes over. Why? Talking too much. Always have things to say. And, you know, the, uh, the average person has 70,000 thoughts a day. I've got probably, I don't know, 150, 200,000. Boom, boom, boom. They're all piling in there. And I've got so much to say about so many different things. But for the longest time, I was, well, I talk too much. I should probably, you know, shut up. I should probably not do this. It got to a point where I started feeling bad about who I was because I was always critiqued on being me. Well, five years ago was a big turning point in my life. That's when uh, um, kind of swallowed my pride a little bit and found out, started surrounding myself with other people, more successful people, other entrepreneurs. And what was the common thing that all of them had in common? They all read books, they all attended conferences, they all are part of mastermind meeting groups, and they all, well, the, the old thing, if you're the smartest man in the room or smartest person in the room, you're in the wrong room, well, that's never been a problem for me. <laughs> However, I make sure I'm not the smartest person in the room. I always be in a room with people that can engage and interject and I can learn something from. But the simple task of self-educating, reading books, surrounding yourself with people that you want to be like uh, is going to help you become the person you are. And it's going to make you feel better about yourself. So even though you've been criticized and put down, you're going to start inspiring. So guess what happened five years ago? I started seeing these video blogs. I said, you know what? I can do that. Can I do better than that? Well, I think so. Well, I got on final. It was pretty darn tough, just like the podcast. All I'm doing is talking, but I want to make sure I deliver the best I can for the audience there. Uh, just It's easier said than done, yes, but by getting out there, doing what I believe in, doing what I feel is me, I'm living that life. Now, does it come without stress and heartache and uh, challenges? Absolutely not, because that would be false. I'd be lying to you and said, every day is, is sunshine. It's beautiful. I've got stressful days just like everybody else, but darn it. I know my purpose now, and I am not going to go to my grave with my song unsung. And that's my suggestion to you. Don't do it because the cemetery has more dreams, lost goals, uh, ideas that will never come to pass. A musician that was never exposed because somebody told them they couldn't sing or they couldn't play the guitar or they couldn't play the flute very well. An artist because somebody told them they couldn't paint or a writer because somebody told them they, uh, their books, their novels weren't any good. Believe in you and be who you were born to be. Uh, a quick one on the novel thing. Uh, there was a lady, I'm going to hold it to the end, a surprise here. Uh, and this was, uh, I think I read this in a Jim Rome book. It talked about how 
she was a writer, and she did extremely well. So she went to in high school. So she went to college. Well, she was on a scholarship, and she was just about to lose her scholarship. And she went to her writing professor and said, "Look, I'm getting a D in your class. I can't have a D. I'm gonna lose my scholarship. Please, let's work something out. I thought I was a pretty good writer, but I guess I'm not." And the professor says, "Look, I sympathize with you. I don't want you to lose your scholarship. However, you are not a writer." So if you promise me you'll drop out of the uh, literature program and never write a thing again, I'll squeak you by with a C and it'll all be good. So that seed was planted in her head, 19 years old. Time goes on by, job to job, things she doesn't like, and she starts doodling a little bit, then starts doing a little bit of a blog. And this was actually before blogs were out, but she's just writing little things. The... um, she put something together and had a friend read it. And the friend goes, oh, my gosh, this is magnificent. Why haven't you been writing your whole life? And she tells a story about the professor telling me I wasn't a writer, telling me that, you know, it, it, you know, honor me by never writing again because you really, you're not good at this. Long story short, she takes this uh, pretty much little, I don't know, short script that she'd wrote up, and her friend reads it, loves it, and her friend knows a friend, and that's how the power of, of action happens. Friend knows a friend, gives it to somebody else. It turns out to be the movie, or it turns into a movie, uh, Romancing the Stone, and then The Jewel of the Nile. Now, some of our younger listeners, what the heck is that movie? Well, it actually turned into a, uh, a blockbuster hit with uh, Michael Douglas and, help me out, uh, John saying that's beyond my age as well. Uh, uh, goodness gracious, what is her name now? I had this on the tip of my tongue. I didn't put it in my notes, though. So, Catherine uh, uh, Turner. There it is. So, Romancing the Stone and Jewel of the Nile, which not only were best-selling books, which spurred a whole series of those type of books, but they turned into two blockbuster hits. So, my whole purpose of telling you that story is, you know what? If you've got a passion and a desire in your heart, you know you do something better than anybody else, and only you know you. Nobody knows you better than you know you. Don't let those fears, false events appearing real, hold you back. Don't go to your grave with your song unsung. Because we don't need to add any more talented artist in the gravesite just sharing with the rest of the dead, I guess. I don't know what they're doing. But all I know is too many have done that. So do yourself a favor. Yes, it's scary. Yes, it's going to be tough. Yes, it, you're going to get criticism from everybody. But as Aristotle says, you know, the only way to avoid criticism, do nothing, say nothing, be nothing. And, of course, if you do those things, then you are nothing. But you're not. You're better than that. You've got a gift. You've got a talent. Utilize that gift, that talent. Battle through and let the, let the world hear your voice, whatever that may be. But it all starts with believing in yourself. So, wow, that was a good story there, huh? <laughs> and I, I kind of butchered it a little bit there. Uh, probably should have done a little better job. But I haven't heard the story in a while, but it just popped in my head, one of those you know, 200,000 thoughts that pop in there. And um, that was one I wanted to share with you. So a little bit back on me and my personal thing about uh, talking too much. And uh, i be honest, I worry way too much about what other people think. And you heard me talk about before, you know, not everybody's going to like peaches. Nobody's going to like you. And I've got to realize that as well, that not everybody's going to like what I have to say. But by in being true and genuine to myself and utilizing what I believe is my God-given talent to inspire, motivate, kick people around, not like physically, but kick, well, maybe sometimes in the studio I do that, but uh, to live your best kick in life is to believe in yourself first and foremost. Now, with that, I'm going to share another little story with you about uh, fearful what other people think. Now, here I talk, motivate, inspire, telling you to get out there and do this, you get out there and do that. Well, I got a, um, a, a new car. 
it was well, a newer car. It's not brand new. But I had a Trailblazer for 13 years, 200,000 miles on it. And uh, um, it was starting to get a little bit old. And then my son turned 16, so he needed a car. So guess what? He's getting a Trailblazer. But uh, what helped spur that is my wife had said, look, you're going to all these meetings in, in, in town in Edwardsville, and you're meeting with some of these other entrepreneurs. You need to drive something a little bit nicer. And I was like, well, if I got your consent, hon, heck yeah. So got uh, a newer car. Um I'm not going to give a plug for the car. I like it a lot. But uh, anyway, it's a newer car. It's a nicer car. I'm happy with it. So I want to have something special on my new license plates. Well, what first thing that popped in my head? Kicking life. Well, there you go. That's what I've been calling myself for a while, the kicking life guru. So I you know, write it down. How's it going to look? Well, when I'm headed to the DMV to uh, get my plates, I stopped and thought, oh, you know what? I wonder if people are going to laugh at this. I wonder if people are going to think I'm arrogant. What's that kicking life nonsense all about? I started thinking because that's just automatically conditioned and ingrained in most of our minds to worry about what other people think. So I, I stop and I seriously look in a mirror and I pretty much get in a little argument in the mirror. I was like, what are you doing? Are you a hypocrite now? Is that, is that what it is? You're telling everybody else to believe in themselves and do what they were born to do. And now you're fearful that someone's going to laugh at your license plates or you're fearful that somebody's going to judge you without knowing you. So anyway, long story short, guess what's on my license plates? Kicking life. <laughs> so anyway, I wanted to share that with you to let you know that you know, to have those fears, those reservations, those doubts, because that's kind of, if you're a good person, you truly care about what others think. But here's the thing. What I've tried to learn, and I pass this on to my team, and when I give speeches and talks to kids, especially teenagers, listen, you be you. Do you. As long as it's not disrespectful, as long as it's not rude, be genuine to you. And I promise you'll attract the right type of people. You're not going to attract the people that don't like you, so be it. But you'll attract the right type of people. And when you surround yourself with those type of people, you're going to grow. You know, as Jim Rome talks about, you're a percentage of the four to five people you hang out with the most. You hang out with really positive, upbeat people, you're going to be a positive, upbeat person. You listen to positive podcasts like this that inspire you and motivate you to be your very best, you're going to start thinking that way and you're going to condition yourself to think that way. If you listen to negative talk radio, if you listen to the news and all the yucky stuff that's going on there, you're going to condition yourself and you're going to start hanging around with those type of people as well. So condition yourself because you are a product, you are a percentage of the four to five people you hang around the most. So one last little thought to leave you with here, and it's the thing I try and grain when I, you know, when somebody doesn't like me, and I guess it happens more often than I'd like. My wife was really good to say, well, you know what? If some people don't like you, it at least means you stood for something. I guess, well, yeah, that's true. And uh, you're getting a fan base because some are going to like you, some aren't. Here's my thoughts on that. It is, if they can help you achieve your mission, help you achieve your goal, help you live your life purpose, then their opinions are worth taking. If they can't, then let it go. It doesn't mean you have to be rude to them, but just don't even let it factor in. Now, my mission, I'll share it with you here. It's the mission we've got at the Academy, is to help our community, help our society become a happier, healthier, and safer place to live through positive motivation, physical fitness, and practical self-defense, essentially inspiring people to believe in themselves to live their best possible life, a life of honor, integrity, and respect. Because why? Well, if John's smiling, if you know uh, other people in the office here are smiling, my instructors are smiling, people that come in the studio are smiling, I'm impacting them in a positive way. They leave with that smile. They smile at somebody else. Somebody else smiles. And we all know we could use a few more smiles because uh, we're all inundated with stress, fast-paced society, and everything that goes on. Smile a little bit more. But I want you to think of that. If their impact is going to help 
I'm sorry, their comments are going to impact you in a way that's going to help you achieve your mission and be a better person, yeah, it's worth listening to. But if their comments are going to impact you in a negative way to try and talk you out of being the person you were born to be, don't listen to them. Let it drift away. I say that again because I, of all people, need to hear that probably more than anybody. But hopefully you out there, maybe if you're dealing with a situation of, you know, you want to do this, but everybody you talk to about it tries to talk you out of it, believe in you. Don't go to the grave with your song unsung. All right. Well, John, thanks for being on here. I kind of jumped all over the hey, place there, buddy. Thanks for having me, and thanks so much for the birthday wishes, Rich. I really appreciate it. There we go. If you missed the early part of this, if you just tuned in late, uh, rewind that segment. We talked all about when somebody says happy birthday to you, take that with a big smile because you know you feel good inside. Um, I, I did a blog some time ago, since we're going to finish on that, I guess, on uh, uh, your birthday, and I, it was my birthday. And I said, hey, happy birthday to me. And I got a few, well, what are you giving a blog telling everybody happy birthday to you? Are you that insecure? You need people to tell a happy birthday to you? I said, no, I was just sharing how good I feel on my birthday. So when you turn an age, don't just say, oh, well, yeah, I'm 44 or whatever. No, man, you know you feel good. Let others know how you feel. And then use that energy because you don't made you feel good to uh, honestly share with somebody else. Happy birthday. Good cool. stuff. Thanks. <laughs> all right everybody uh thank you for tuning in as always uh, i didn't even mention where you get this podcast but i guess if you're listening to it you already know but please share it with your friends uh and offer your feedback suggestions and, and tips and let me know i'll still read them even if i don't agree with them no i'm, I'm kidding uh if, if you like what you heard please share it if you don't tune in again and maybe you'll like something next time when i talk but my whole podcast is going to be just about what we talked about helping you believe in yourself, inspiring you to live your best possible life, a life of honor, integrity, and respect. Where can you find the podcast? Uh, let me see if I got this down now, John. It's not up on the screen. So you can find it on, well, it's at kickinlifepodcast.com, uh, which is through the Lineup Media FM group. And let me see now. Well, lineupmedia.fm. Oh. So that's there. That's our, there. our brand and our website. There it is. So I almost goofed that up. I'm glad John was still on the line here. Um if not, he'd probably edit that out and correct it anyway. <laughs> but uh, kickinlifepodcast.com. You can also find it on iTunes, uh, Google, Google Play, Play. Stitcher. S- Stitcher. That's a new one. Podbean. Po- oh, my gosh. Podbean. And wherever you get your podcast. Uh, I should have remembered that one, wherever you get your podcast. So um, listen to them. And, and John, if uh, we've got everybody on the air here, uh, we've talked about maybe doing some YouTube videos with these things. Is that something uh, possibly in the future there? Or? Oh, Absolutely. Good, good. So then that'll be another outlet, another channel for you to get this is on YouTube. Now, here's the thing. Don't listen to this podcast just one and done. Yeah, we film them every week. Uh, we uh, re- uh, release them on Mondays. So you've got the whole week to listen to them. Listen to them multiple times, especially if you need a little pick-me-up or, you know, earmark some spots that really inspired you. Maybe it's a story about uh, breakfast with dad or maybe it was the, the talk at the beginning about birthdays and accepting compliments or maybe it's at the end here talking about believing in yourself and don't go through the grave with your song unsung. So uh, I, I said benchmark. Is that bookmark? Is that what, Did I get the wrong term? You can bookmark. You can benchmark. benchmark. You can, I think I think bookmark is bookmark's a little bit the, more what we're looking for here. Okay. Yeah. All right. So, well, the benchmark is about growing toward a goal. So I guess bookmark is marking a page in your book or on the podcast. Yeah. Not the traditional bookmarks that you would get in a library or oh, yeah. a bookstore. or yeah, library. That's uh, that, that's uh, a place that isn't visited as much uh, anymore either, is it? Because <laughs> everybody gets things online. It depends on who you are, but yeah, I mean, like I think a lot of people are turning to digital media and absolutely. And among that, you know, like for books, so you got like the little uh, Kindle. 
for reading now. Absolutely. As well as a lot of people read novels on their phones. Oh, you know what? That brought up, uh, I I guess, give myself a little plug here. My book, uh, Square Peg, Round Hole, Why Try to Fit In When You Were Born to Stand Out, uh, is getting close. I've got uh, pretty much all the material written now. Now it's a matter of the painstaking task of taking all the thoughts, words, and putting them into uh, something that's actually legible that people can follow along with. But uh, it probably won't be – I'll do my best so it doesn't jump around as much as I do, but just know there's going to be a bunch of sidebars wrote in there because, one, that's who I am, okay? Okay, anyway, as always, thank you so much for listening. And you know how I end every podcast and every video blog, and I truly mean this. You get out there and do what you do best. Not what anybody else does best, not what anybody else thinks you do best. Do what you do best. And I promise you'll be your very best. Have a blessed day, everybody. Talk to you real soon. Bye-bye. Thank you very much, everybody, for listening to another exciting Kickin' Life podcast. This is Master Rich Grogan, your Kickin' Life guru, reminding you you can find our podcast online at kickinlifepodcast.com or through iTunes, Google Play, Stitcher, Podbean, or wherever you get your podcast. Tune in next week. Another exciting show coming your way. In the meantime, you get out there and do what you do best, and I promise you'll be your very best. Have a blessed day, everybody. Talk to you real soon. This podcast was a presentation of lightupmedia.fm.